0: Okay, so this is definitely a departure for me in terms of what I'm comfortable with and what I'm used to. Um, I used to be very expressive with how I was feeling or at least how I thought I was feeling. I used to share more things about my life, more things that I was doing or up to. And a lot of that was me just trying to, uh, I think, find myself, you know, find my voice. And looking back also, a lot of it was vanity. Trying to just become something or become someone important, whatever that means. But, um, you know, what comes to mind is influencing or having some sort of important social media presence and the irony is I would I I would also use it to try to generate business um, for our, our video business so this I'm not really sure how this first piece of content is going to pan out because it's really just like years of thoughts and um, experiences. And I don't really have a clear direction or vision for this other than expressing myself as authentically as possible. So as part of that, you could probably hear in the background the noise of an exercise machine. I'm on an elliptical. Um, I'm doing some cardio. And I was trying to think of what is the best way for me to do something like this regularly. Because I really feel like it's important. I feel like it's very important for me to share what's going on in my life. Um, And part of me has just been worried about privacy concerns and things like that, one of the jobs that I had taken on a couple years ago, um, due to the nature of it, I felt like it would have been better to just not share anything, and so that, that basically meant that I stopped kind of being who I was, online at least, but also in real life um and then it, it, it I felt like it was time to help out in the family business my dad has a repair auto repair shop um, and we have we also have a small dealership where we sell cars buy and sell cars so, When we decided to make that move back to where I grew up and so that I could work for my dad, my wife and I were very hopeful and excited because there was just a lot of opportunity. But it did mean putting an end to our own goals and dreams for our businesses we were doing a video marketing business. We had just run a wedding videography business. Um, and I was doing some editing. I was editing some documentary films. So there was a lot of stuff going on. A lot of promising things. And I just got put on hold because I felt like it was necessary to help my dad. Um, I could go on and on about the ins and outs of it, the why, or at least what I thought were the reasons back then. But all I have is the right now and the results of those decisions. And I'm 29. My wife is 30. I turned 30 this summer, this coming summer. um, We have a... Almost an 18-month-old daughter. And... My wife is pregnant with... Our second daughter. And she's 27 weeks pregnant. So... I think it's just... the awareness that my life is real now it's real once you have kids everything becomes real everything becomes amplified and uh, I don't want to squander the time that God is giving me I don't want to squander the potential for my wife and I to do what's important to us not just what we think is important to other people. Um, So there's been a lot of soul searching and a lot of digging deep, a lot of hurt, a lot of upsets, being upset, upsetting others. And at the end of the day, I just feel like I am straying from who I'm meant to be. And that affects who I am as a husband and as a father. So I'm gonna try to regularly make these pieces of content. And you see where it goes. One of my goals as I enter my 30s, is to just be as honest with the reality of my lived experience as possible. And so, with that comes uh, just admitting when I'm overwhelmed and when I need help. And What I have found interesting in this year and a half of being a a father was how I was so prepared to be married and to be a husband to my wife. Like that was something I looked forward to before I even met her, before I even dated her, before I even was engaged to her. so like that, I was, I was always looking forward to that, being a husband. I remember being young and looking forward to that. One of the other things I look forward to when I was young was being a, a father. And I felt like I could be a, a, a better dad than I had, even though my dad was really good dad overall. He is a really good dad overall. But of course, you know, everyone has those things with their parents that they wish were better. So I definitely was looking forward to being better in certain areas. And what ended up happening a year and a half into being a dad, myself was reliving some of the childhood issues I had, some of the things that gave me a lot of anxiety, those same exact things and feelings ended up coming back. And I'm dealing with those same feelings now to the point where I started talking to a therapist just like I did before when I was, I don't know, I think I was in eighth grade or something, seventh, eighth grade, something like that. Maybe even younger, maybe like sixth grade, I don't remember exactly. But it's just funny how going through the experience of fatherhood brought up those same, issues of anxiety for me that I thought were gone and that I had dealt with, but I really see how most things in your life don't go away, you just either learn how to cope with them or mask them or hopefully, and better yet, um, how to lean into them and try to conquer them. So that's also one of the reasons for me doing this, sharing about my anxiety and what I've been going through lately. This is, I think this is an anxious time for many people. So I'm confident I'm not alone in those feelings of anxiety. And it's also hard for me as a believer, In the Lord to admit that I have anxious thoughts um, and to admit that I have panic attacks and stuff like that because I've tried to pray through it and while prayer has been immensely helpful and I know it always will be it doesn't make it any easier so it's been tricky to navigate my anxiety, not as a a father and as a Christian, and as a husband, and as a husband you just feel like you're letting your family down, you know, somehow you're not strong enough. But what I learned through therapy was anxiety is always a reaction to something in your environment, and it's your body and mind's way of telling you that whatever you're dealing with Um, is too much. You know? You can't... If you're an anxious person, you can't necessarily stop those anxious feelings. They're always there for you. But what you learn how to do is you learn how to acknowledge the feelings and the thoughts and put them in the right perspective so that they don't dominate you. Which, when I say it like that, it sounds so easy. It does get easier with time, but there's a lot of ups and downs. And sometimes the things, the thoughts that you thought you overcame, they'll come back, you know, they'll rear, they'll rear their ugly head again. But it's nothing to feel guilty about at all. Actually feeling guilt and shame over the anxious thoughts gives them more power and it makes it harder. It makes the anxiety worse, makes the panic attacks worse. And there's really no point in fighting them, you know? You really just have to accept them, kind of become friends with those negative thoughts, not like Friendly, but it's hard, it's hard to have to think about it more, what I mean by that, but what I know has worked for me is doing more cardio, because there's not just the physical benefit, there really is a strong association at least for me personally, but also you can look this up, between extended periods of cardiovascular exercise and improving your mental state. For me, I was always into lifting, like hour of lifting, four, five, six times a week. But as my anxiety got worse and worse recently, I was finding that the lifting was actually making it worse. So, when I combined cardio with my lifting, I started seeing a reversal or at least a, a great slowdown in the anxious thoughts and panic attacks. Um, a lot of people just tell you to go to the gym and get over it, but you really need to find what works for you. You need to have a strategy, trust the strategy, and work the strategy. And for me, it took me a couple months to acknowledge that I could benefit from talking to a therapist. I really fought that hard. I resisted it, um, but I, I eventually did it. My wife was really encouraging. and. She was right. And you know my mom had suggested it too. Um, I had thought about it myself because I had done therapy before when I was a really young teenager. Adolescent. But I remember I went, back then I was only in therapy like, I want to say two or three months. And eventually I learned to just accept those thoughts and feelings and they faded. But... You know 18 years later or whatever they're back and they're more pronounced because now i'm more sensitive i have a daughter I'm, I'm more aware of the preciousness of life and so that has amplified all my latent fears and anxieties but yeah my therapist Recommended for me because a lot of my anxiety was centered around my heart health. Um, so I kept having like palpitations a couple times a week when it was really bad, and this all happened like right after my, me and my family we had COVID. I just kept having palpitations and. I just became fixated on this idea that I had some sort of latent heart issue, which really was my concern from childhood. I was always worried about that. We had someone in my class, her older brother, he actually died in a baseball practice because they found out he had a hole in his heart after he had already collapsed. that always stuck with me and of course if you look at my adolescence I had bad asthma and I was in and out of the hospital multiple times with asthma attacks and looking back trying to connect the dots I can see how probably a lot of that asthma although it was like an autoimmune issue I think it was definitely also related to my anxiety So this is something that I've always been dealing with and um, you may think that you're doing better but if you're not careful these things will come back. Anyway, my therapist recommended that I get an Apple Watch to help me track my heart rate and my heartbeat to detect if I had atrial fibrillation or any other anomalies in my heart rhythm, and I had resisted that a long time, even before. I I never considered doing an Apple Watch because I was not a fan of another device, and I was not a fan of more electromagnetic frequency exposure to my body, but I, I, I caved. I gave in, in fact, Right now I'm wearing it as I approach 23 minutes on the elliptical. And I do like wearing it when I exercise. But um, in the two months or so that I've worn the watch, I'm wearing it less and less. So it was very helpful in the beginning for me. I was able to do ECGs and measure my oxygen. and. Not like the palpitations went away, but they did become less and less frequent. My longest stretch without feeling one was 12 days, very recently actually. And then after those 12 days this week, I had two days this week where I had one noticeable and for me they always felt like a skip beat or like a pause like my heart was it would pause and then it had to catch up um, I, re- I do remember like all throughout my childhood always being aware of them and some people are more sensitive than others pretty much everyone has them but majority of people don't notice or don't care I happen to be one of the people that notices and cares, and I care too much, and then it feeds into the rest of my anxiety. I do wanna say that I've I've went to my family doctor, I went to the ER at the beginning of this year, January of this year, plenty of blood tests, chest x-ray, EKG, pretty much everything you could do, except for an echocardiogram and a a stress test. I didn't do those two, and no anomalies were found. Um, And when I was having these same concerns as a kid, they did EKGs, they did everything. Um, It's just, it's so funny how it's just like a repeat of what I went through before. but I just couldn't get peace. And and lately I have been feeling more peace. Each day is different, but compared to where I was at the end of August and September, I'm in a much better place now. Uh, What I've learned, if they happen, is to just fall back on the knowledge that no doctors, or other professionals have encountered any issues Um, thankfully they they mainly only happen when I'm resting or they don't happen when I exercise 9.9 times out of 10 and I don't have chest pain when I exercise they don't make me dizzy or lightheaded I don't pass out from them so you know, I ha- once I had that context, as well as the context that most people experience them, they're technically called premature ventricular contractions or ectopic heartbeats. That brought a lot of peace. And then I found people on YouTube who were so affected by them that it changed like their whole life. And that was like a wake-up call for me that even though I don't enjoy them, um, I don't want to go to that other extreme where I let it dominate me so much that it changes who I am and it changes what I do. So that's how I decided to stay grounded in this experience and lean into it rather than run away from it because running away was making it worse. But anyway, what I realized about therapy, or at least my, my therapist that I was working with, he was really great overall. Um, he was very helpful when I was talking to him. He also recommended I start taking ashwagandha, goli ashwagandha, which has KSM 66 as the uh, ashwagandha root extract, which is clinically proven. To be helpful for anxiety and to work on the GABA receptor to help affect your stress response and things like that and it kind of just levels you out um, it's an adaptogen so as you take it your body knows exactly what to do with it um, whether that's placebo or not I, I know that it helps the other thing that helped me a lot was uh taking at least 300 milligrams per day of supplemental magnesium. I prefer the Seeking Health brand. You really have to be aware of the type of magnesium you take. Some are more bioavailable than others for your body and some are basically laxatives. (laughs) So, and a lot of them, the cheaper ones especially, They don't have a high enough amount per dose to even really be worth buying. So magnesium using my Apple watch on and off strategically ashwagandha by the Goli brand plenty of cardio and weightlifting as well, but less of an emphasis on just weightlifting and extended walking prayer and good regular deep sleep have all been tremendously helpful to me and if i don't do if i miss any of those things and especially if i miss any of those things consecutively it does tend to get worse so those are the things that i i lean on in this season to help me get through and those would be the things that i recommend if you're struggling with similar anxiety symptoms to look into.